Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Hello, I'm here. I'm awake. Oh my gosh. Usually somebody's making some remark during the video. <laughs> Didn't you hear me? I was like, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Where that That's- dude. Moving point is a good looking dude. That dude is model material. Oh my gosh, your hand model material. I get it. Looks like he could have gone Gerber. <laughs> no, not me. Not that guy right there, maybe, but not me. Whoa. I can't go Gerber. I couldn't have gone Gerber. I was I had I had too much of a pear head when I was when I was a baby. Dude. I had a Gerber baby before because obviously much older than me. And then they replaced the Gerber baby. Who you? Yeah, it was deep fake. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> All in my mind. All right, we just celebrated a big weekend. Yes. What, what about this weekend? Mr. Mulch Man. Oh, wow. Well, 5,000 bags of mulch. That's what it feels like. It was thirteen. There's a mulch shortage now. Well, yes, because we caused it. I mean, we single-handedly caused the inflation of mulch in California, no doubt about it. But then all of a sudden, you're paying what dollar a bag? Why didn't well, you, I could have I could have bought it from you and shipped it out for less? You still could. I may not ship it, but you still pay me. Oh, <laughs> hey. Well, hey, this yeah, this past weekend, uh, unfortunately, we were not able to ha- do the original plans that we had because my wife was uh, came down with some kind of a stomach flu. She's feeling mm. better now. But it knocked her out for a couple of days. But we celebrated July 4th yesterday, Independence Day here in the United States. I've got that down now. I've got the knife hand down. Yeah, knife hand. Knife hand. Knife mm. hand. Yeah, get that elbow up. Uh, I love it. Well, July knife 4th. Hand. Knife hand. Talk to, talk to us about July 4th, GJ. I went down to my mom's and. Couple of my boys came up, and the G kids came up, and went and played golf. Can't explain that. We played nine holes of golf. Yeah, let me just tell you this: things happen on that golf course. You just can't talk about it on this show. I'm just saying. It was one <laughs> of those things that we will be talking about it for years. Well, and let's talk. All I, did was, I was a witness. I was just a witness. <laughs> sure no, you were. No, sir. I was just witness. So anyway, there were some hits that were phenomenal. Almost eagles, which is really Almost. good. Wow. Uh, my my oldest grandson. Well, yeah, my only grandson. He uh, played for the first time, and on the last hole, he beat me, and that was the first time he ever played, and I was been crying ever since. Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah. He, he destroyed me on the last hole. Man. Well, you know, some kids, they learn pretty fast. Yeah. I guess I don't. <laughs> You're not a kid anymore. <laughs> what? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. We were just talking about Gerber, dude. I know. I I heard this one. I heard this one joke the other day. I'm going to totally mess this up. That. that <laughs> oh. Yeah. See, there it is. I already messed it up. I already totally messed it up. I'm not even going to try it now. It's all over. I'm not going to even try it. Now you're going to try it. No. Anyway, we um, we went to an amazing celebration on Friday night. It was really, really amazing, except for one thing. I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm here, I'm not going to actually cast any criticism to any, anything on, on the show, but uh, it was an amazing night. 78,000 people came out to wow. sit in this 
park area and we had this great celebration of America, America and the freedoms that we enjoy. So it was seven to 8,000, not 78,000. 78,000. That's what I heard. Seven to that 8,000. Seven to. So we, uh, but it was a great celebration, really amazing celebration. Um, Sounds like you're speaking uh, Maryland speak. Maryland speak? That's where you're from, exactly. We don't understand you. (laughs) That's because I want to go down the ocean, hon. I want to buy a Coke. I need to go to school. That's how we say it in Dundalk, which is not where I was raised. I was raised in Catonsville, just so you know. So, well, we had a fantastic weekend as far as that's concerned. And, um, but we weren't able to spend some time with some great friends that you and I both know, Devin and Veronica. We were supposed to go up to their lake house this past weekend, but we didn't want to expose them to some sickness. So God bless you, Devin and Veronica. So sorry we couldn't be there. Yeah, well, well they've invited us out along with you and Tanya. We just can't get the fourth mortgage to get the airfare. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. Can you say inflation? Totally. Oh, we're going to talk about inflation. Don't get too whoa, far yet. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Matter of fact, most of our leading up to the tribulation part of this is all about inflation. Yeah. But but we do have a loaf of bread is like $5,000. Is that what you said? That's what I heard. Not yet, but that's where we're headed. That's what it feels like. Oh, my gosh. Uh, shoot, I'll just pop the first one up on the screen. Whoa. We got some earth news that's kind of shocking. Yeah, I, I, I saw that you you, you have all of it. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, but you definitely have some things to talk about around it. But I'll just throw this out. Know. I don't know. By the way, by the way, on earth news, <clears throat> I saw Brian Veneri and his family yesterday because we're from the same hometown. And by the way, I tried to get him to come on, but he said I have to work. Okay. We know priorities. Anyway, they're driving home through Kansas, and they see this jet just go. He said it was super fast. It wasn't like a, you know, a commercial airline. It was just like it was definitely a military type aircraft. And he says, you know, it was up in the air pretty high, but it just went so fast. And then there was like this black line, and and he took a picture of it. It looked like a crease of a page in the photo, and it wasn't creased. And it was like a little black line all the way down. And it was like, he says, it's the strangest thing. And I'm like, things that make you go. So anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. Well, I'm, I'm going to pop something on the screen in a little bit. The next story, after we talk about Sydney, that there was a news story in Australia. I'm going to show you the video. It's, it's going to blow your mind. Wow. Uh, I'm just you're watching, dude, because I got nothing. Oh, you got a few. You got I a got few. Nothing. No, I got nothing. I, From I last didn't. week. You popped like eight things in the chat last week. I have some of them up there. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll show you what they are. So I Sydney, I don't Sydney, <laughs> Sydney, Australia burns, burden, excuse me, burden 50,000 around floods, bur, burden. Why can't I talk right now? What's going on? Because you're from Maryland. Hey, we love Maryland, by the way. Nothing against Brown. I'm just. I'm from Baltimore, hon. So Sydney floods burdened 50,000 around Australia's largest city. So they were slammed with uh, major flooding. And uh, I'm not sure if this will actually show you any of the video, but the, they were slammed with flooding. They got this massive amount of water that just came all over the city of, city of uh, Sydney, Australia. Go ahead and play the ad. Play the ad that we don't get paid I'm trying, on. I'm trying to get through the ad. But you know what? I don't. I don't want to give any credence to the, correct, the ad. Correct, correct. Anyway, we'll pop this up here. But yeah, they just got slammed with a with a bunch of water and flooded mo- some of the city. Fifty thousand people were completely underwater. As wow. far as well, somebody, I saw a picture of somebody on a what was it? Let's see if it's, there it is. <laughs> He's on a paddleboard with a car in the background. Now, I'm, I'm, that's ingenuity right there. That's amazing. Give it up to those Aussies. Come on, Australians. So here's here's the, the car, interesting the car behind us driving in it. Seriously? It's not smart. Not smart at all. 
Uh, is there even somebody in that car? I don't know. Maybe they're parked and it's floating. I have no idea. But there, here's another, here's a news story. I'm going to play the whole thing for you. And this was posted on one of the posts. But I was like, man, this is crazy. They're actually talking about it in Australia. And here we go. Let's just listen to this news story. Residents in southern Tasmania are demanding to know why cloud seeding was conducted over the Derwent River catchment the day before the worst floods in 40 years. Cloud seeding is a technique used to increase rain. Hydro Tasmania has confirmed it flew a cloud seeding flight despite the weather warnings. Farmers believe the technique could have made the flooding worse. The Premier says a formal inquiry will be held into the effect and handling of the floods if it's necessary. I'm just, you know, yeah, that's definitely something that just makes me go, hmm. Just the fact that they're even talking about it on news in Australia. And yet when when I mention it to some friends and some family here, you know, and, and right around where I live, they're all like, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, go go look outside on most days. Here's the crazy thing. Yesterday, Brian Veneri was telling about what happened, what he saw. We left probably... Five hours later, and of course, we headed north, and it was like we're headed to clear, clear, clear blue sky, not a cloud in the sky, nothing. Didn't see, didn't even see a jet. It was like, wow, the skies are barren today. Like, so, where were they? Where here, go? Here's what we know. Weird stuff is happening, and weather patterns, and can they be manipulated? Some say yes, some say no. Well, you know, here's what I'll say is that some people, when they read the book of Revelation or Daniel or whatever, they kind of, um, and I know I used to do this, but they kind of project all that stuff onto, onto God and say, oh, God's going to make all this happen. Or maybe God just knew that was going to happen. And it was all part of the plan that he created or the set into motion to bring us back to him. But it's the same token, the fact that we would not understand that mankind, womankind, whatever you want to call them, to get involved and do these things to kind of spur on what some of the end times things uh, that we talk about on a weekly basis. I'm just going to throw that out there. We're definitely going to be part of the process. Uh, speaking of which, this is crazy. It, I mean, for, the, for all of my natural time here in California, I always get people that say, oh, don't, aren't you afraid of the earthquakes? I've heard that for years. South Carolina. What the heck's going on in South Carolina? Earthquakes. Earthquakes. For the 21st time in a week, earthquakes hit the Columbia area of South Carolina. Which now is not a normal area for earthquakes. No. There's your sign. There's a sign. I mean, they're, they're measuring these suckers off the, uh, off the coast of, of South Carolina and in South Carolina. Not very big earthquakes, but enough to make people feel it and, uh, and say, whoa. That's weird. So earthquakes happening in South Carolina. And then, GJ, I'm just going to say, you've got some things coming your way. I, I, do you see that right down there? Do you see that state? That's your state whoa. right there. Oh, whoa, 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 bro. Why are you picking on us? I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just going to let you read it. Severe storms with damaging wind, large hail, and tornadoes possible from northern Rockies to the plains. Of Nebraska. It didn't say Nebraska. No, it didn't. You can see where that is, though. There's the oranges there. The red is up here. Yeah. So that was what day? Yesterday? Was posted. Let's see. This was posted two days ago. Just turn off my sprinkler system. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> this was posted two days ago. So, I mean, it's uh, just talking about the weather. The weather's been absolutely insane and yeah. it's almost like we have themes coming with earth news and leading up to the tribulation that are kind of are are they being created by some of us with this whole cloud seeding thing i don't know is it something that's a that's supposed to happen right now i don't know right is it change i don't know well here's what we do know the weather patterns are up they're down they're dry they're wet they're hot they're cold like on saturday it was very more of a spring day and then yesterday was you know over 100 you know i saw as we're driving 103 so uh today it's overcast and it's like a 
nice spring day versus a summer day. Yeah, we've been averaging over the last couple of days here in Northern California. This is normally one of the hottest times of the year. We've been around 70, 78 to 85 and well, um, just weird clouds just kind of forming out of nowhere. <laughs> it's been wild to watch. But then we got this. Whoa. This is not even. This is not even something that I even saw in our news, but uh, Israel 365 picked it up and it, they call it biblical, unquote, swarms of giant cannibalistic crickets. And they use the word plague in quotes, the Northwest U.S. And in Exodus chapter 10, four, verse 14, it talks about one of the plagues that came on the land of Egypt uh, when the Israelites were trying to get out of Egypt. And it says, locusts invaded all the land of Egypt and settled within all the territory of Egypt in a thick mass. So they're kind of pointing out the fact that, is this a plague that could happen? But there's swarms of crickets appearing all over Oregon and Nevada, or Nevada. They're describing them as biblical. We've been talking about this, right, GJ? Certain words that they're popping out into the news, like apocalyptic, or right. give me another one. Biblical. <laughs> biblical. <laughs> You cheated. You cheated. Hey, uh, I can read. I can read. <laughs> I went to have a woodhead sped red reading course. <laughs> well, they actually, for some reason, bring up the Mormons in this news article. You can read this news article at Israel 365 News. And uh, but I just that just really caught my eye. But crazy stuff happening. And then um I'm gonna what I'm before gonna do you is, go. before yeah. you go. We're missing a word here. Cannibalistic. What does that mean? That doesn't sound good. I mean, these crickets are eating each other. That's what it sounds like to me. Are they eating each other? They're eating people. Well, I mean, cannibalistic usually means you eat your own kind, right? So I think they're eating them, eating each other. But I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're becoming alpha predators. I have no idea. It's like they had those (laughs) those hornets that were. Attacking people and killing them. Well, so we watched the new movie Jurassic World about a week and a half ago. And in that movie, there are these giant locusts. They're like this big that are starting to overtake uh, like farmland all over the place. And in the movie, they talk. Have you seen this movie yet? No, I haven't because I've heard good and bad. And so just give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Don't say whether it's good or bad because we don't want to give them any props because they're not paying us. Right there. I get this right there. That's what I give them. Okay, so I'm not going to see it. Thank you very much. But what I will tell you is... I'm is not that going in- to see it. just want to be very clear. That's cool. In the movie... I'm going to uh, see it. I'm going to tell you about it then. I want to tell you about it. Come on, man. <laughs> so, in the movie, they have these giant locusts. I'm going to keep on talking. I'm just going to do it. And these, these giant locusts... I apologize. I apologize. ...that are swarming... The, a massive amount of farmland and completely taking out crops and threatening the world population because of the least amount of food because they're just eating it all, just taking whole farmland. But then you can see these areas of farmland which none of them are being touched. So I thought that was really interesting because there's some organization in the movie that is creating sustainable, sustainable crops. And apparently, genetically, they're modifying these locusts and they won't eat those crops, but they'll eat everybody else's. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. That's why it was very interesting to me. For that reason alone, I think you should definitely give it a watch when it comes out uh, on video or something. Just because there, there's some things we talk about on here that I saw in that movie that I thought, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. They're actually putting it right in front of your face in the movie. Yeah. Well, movies are always great at telling us what is to come, especially with technology or what is what is available is just not available to the for the masses. All right, here's one of the ones you popped up, TJ. Uh oh, I don't remember. I don't recall. Boom. Oh, boom. Here's what caught me. It's not that the U.S. is potentially going to sell F-16s. What caught my eye is potentially selling the F-16 to Turkey. Yeah, that's what <laughs> caught my eye on this. <clears throat> so why Turkey? And uh, as we know, Turkey is north of what country? Israel. And, of course, everything we talk about, you know, in, in the end times, you know, Israel is a key point of what goes on in the world. So, anyway, we talk about 
the north coming down into Israel. And I think so, all right, so maybe we're helping arm another country to eventually attack Israel. So that's what caught my eye on it. So, Well, the news story that I was reading about this, because I looked it up last night after I saw it in the chat, is that Norway and Sweden, they were, uh, or Finland, I can't remember which the two, but I think it was Norway, Norway and Sweden, they were wanting to become part of NATO. And yeah. Turkey, the president came out and said, we're not supporting it. We don't want it to happen. But then all of a sudden, Norway and Sweden came out publicly and said, we, we stand with Turkey. We, we, we say <clears throat> that any terrorist organization, we will we'll stand behind them and fight for them. And then, so Turkey acquiesces and approves them coming into NATO. The day after that happened, this news story comes out saying that we're going to potentially sell F-16s to Turkey. I'm just thinking maybe there's some moving and shaking going on that we don't know about. But yeah, uh, yeah I thought that was interesting too about Turkey being north of Israel. We're now supporting uh, what could potentially happen to Israel in the future. Yeah, and the other thing is we talk about wars and rumors of wars, and we just see the alignment of certain countries. Some of it may come into fruition. Some of it may, you know, may not. It's just all this stuff is in, in the news. And you start looking at it as a whole, taking a step back, which we always say is take a step back and look at it as a whole versus one individual post or one individual incident. And if you just look at it, how everything is happening on a global scale, this is another example. And when you, and, and when you start reading the Bible and what's going to happen, I mean, it's just like a, we're just following along, right along, right along on the script, the movie script that has yep. to be written. Yep, yep, yep. Well, we I don't have any news stories to pop up on this, but uh, Russia is continuing to pound Ukraine, but for some reason, it's magically not in our news stories anymore. So uh, I think that and here in the United States anyway, but Russia has already come out again and said that they will not stop unless Ukraine surrenders. And just yesterday or last evening, or maybe even this morning, I was reading a news article about the fact that they have now they're about to take over a certain city in the southern southeastern part of Ukraine that will give Russia control over the whole Donbass region. So there's some that's still happening over there. And, it, and Ukraine and Russia are directly north again of Israel, Israel. So. Wars and rumors of wars, a lot of them have to do, I think, indirectly even with Israel. But there's some other things about Israel we're going to talk about in just a, in just a few minutes. But there is this. Because I got nothing. Oh, you're going to talk about it, too. You've got opinions. No, You've got opinions. By the way, I'll be sponsoring this cup. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, I'm, I'm going to just let this play. It's uh, a minute. But we, I'm gonna. What I'll do is, is I will read to you what is being said because you won't be able to understand what he's saying. It's actually being spoken in Iranian's language. But this is one of the leaders of Iran talking to a group of people that are in the government of Iran. This is what he says. He says psychological security is one of the rights of the people. What is psychological security? I love just love how they're calling us. It means that each day, rumors, false claims. And frightening statements should not be spread in people's minds. And then it goes on to say, until yesterday, it was just the newspapers that spread lies. But now the internet has been added to it. Once every few days or every few hours, this will be the last one I read, rumors or false claims by specific or unknown individuals, I love how that's just kind of all-encompassing, are published on the internet. So, but I won't, well, let me just fast forward a little bit because I can do it a lot faster that way. Uh, which frightens people and disturbs their minds. A lie is spread as a rumor. This takes away people's psychological security. One of the responsibilities of the judiciary is to deal with this issue. I've heard some here say that we don't have a law for this. We can use the existing laws and find the appropriate sentence for this. If we don't have the law, we should create new laws quickly. This is important. So what does that tell you, GJ? They want to control what we see and hear, and suppress whatever they don't want us to see and hear. And this is happening not just in 
our country, actually, or even in Russia or other parts of the world, but Iran is now talking about trying to control people's minds or what they can hear and not hear, as if we don't have the ability to determine for ourselves what we want to believe and not believe. For the good of us. Oh, yeah. And we, if, and we just make laws. Just make them. Anyway. Right. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> like, done. Done with that. Well, speaking of inflation, you like that segue? We weren't even talking about it. Whoa. Here's what I saw. I I had to pull this up actually on. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, Spain. Check that out right there. That's Spain's Spain. Explain it to me. (laughs) That's Spain's inflation rate for last month, the month of June. It's the highest in the last 37 years. Now, I'm personally of the of the belief that that number is way way higher, especially with something I'm about to show you here in the United States. But that's just uh, that's just one. Here's here's another news story that talks about it. Trading economics annual inflation rate in Spain jumped to 10.2 percent, up from 8.7 percent in May, much higher than any forecast. So Spain is feeling the impacts of all that. And then you come down to this. A majority of Americans are cutting back on spending due to the immense financial pressure with more than 50% of households spending up to $500 more on groceries every month and $250 extra on gas per month. Why do we talk about inflation, GJ? When the Bible says that a day's wage, eventually a day's wage will be able to buy you one loaf of bread. So that's you work all day, and that's all you can afford is one loaf of bread. So we're seeing it. I mean, obviously, this was a common topic. You know, we, we got together with some of our family members, you know, the price of gas. <clears throat> you know, we had family members driving from Arizona and, you know, <clears throat> Missouri, and obviously us from Nebraska. So, you know, we're talking about the increased pricing of gas. And of course, when gas goes up, usually everything else goes up because it costs more to get whatever the goods are from point A to point B. And then it costs more to make or create the products. So it just continues to go up. So we're seeing it right right in our face. And uh, and then, you know, you look at, a, at an airline ticket. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You, you go buy a regular airline ticket now, and it used to be uh, that would have been first class. <laughs> now it's you're in cargo. Yeah, I just was looking at a flight. So, uh, I think it was a flight over to Dublin that a first class ticket cost something somewhere around fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Send me, send me the fourteen grand, and if you continue to think about it, I'll just slap you. Oh, we're not thinking about it at all. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll save you money. <laughs> That's right. I'll slap that out of you. I'll slap that idea out of you. Well, here's another another picture. Yeah, it's another picture of what's happening in Europe with inflation. You can see this last section is from 2020 to 2024. Of course, we haven't hit 2023 or four yet, but it's showing the upward trajectory of the inflation happening in Europe. So happening everywhere, this inflation continues, continues to happen. And it gets us even closer to what Revelation says about a day's wages for a loaf of bread. And do not spare the oil and the wine. So the olive oil and the wine. So just uh, something we need to keep an eye out for. Yeah. And, you know, when we started this show almost two years ago, some of the stuff that we, we were talking about now, we, we wouldn't even have thought about talking about. I mean, how so much has converged, how much has elevated, and how much has accelerated in such a short period of time. Absolutely. And it's, it's something that I've actually thought this. This would take a long time for that to happen, right? But in Do tell. Two years, We're listening. <laughs> but in two years' time, it just in two years' time, we have seen the crumbling of some areas of society. We've seen, and I'm trying to be cryptic about that because I don't want to get kicked off. End times that chat right there. Yeah. We are not around there. Um, that's where you can find us. Or you can find us on Spotify and iTunes, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
but we uh, we pop ourselves up there every single week. In any event, uh, what I this so much has happened in two years with the price of everything. Not only that, but the amount of weather patterns that we've seen just increase. We weren't talking about weather like this before. Of course, we were talking about volcanoes and earthquakes, which, by the way, that, haven't, that hasn't slowed down. Just because we've stopped talking about it doesn't mean that it's not happening at, at a grander scale. Now, it still is. We just haven't heard about it. So, but two years time, a lot can happen. I'm thinking, man, two more years. What in the world could happen in two more years? Yeah. So, I was kind of... go. Well, speaking of which, this is something that I uh, I haven't read this news story yet, but this is out of the Harbinger News, and I just this this whole thing caught my eye. There will be a time when God's patience ends, and there there are times in Israel's history and uh, with His people where His patience did end because they were being totally unfaithful. They were worshiping other gods. They were kind of slapping God in the face and saying, we don't need you. We'll do it our own way. And in this news story, it actually, not news story, it's more of a of an article that was written back in June, June 21st, 2022. It talks about how they're surprised that the United States has stayed in its position for so long because of how corrupt and evil and wicked it is. Of course, then we have decisions like came down last week with uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. And what's going on with that whole thing? That is a, now keep in mind that's a step in the right direction, but it still doesn't correct the issue. Because now I'm actually hearing about there are certain senators that are trying to, well, one protect one particular senator from Massachusetts who shall remain nameless is trying to set up on federal land Planned Parenthood clinics that can't be touched by the state, so that people can go there and actually have abortions. So. In any event, the the fight is long from over with that as far as protecting the unborn's life. But with that being said, let me just say this. I'm kind of taking a little side note. I don't know how this happened, but this piece of paper right here just fell on the floor today. Of I, I don't even know how it fell on the floor. But this is this is a piece of paper of my notes from November 3rd, 2020, when we did the whole episode on the and the end times. Where, where people go to vote. Where we, got suppressed. where we did get suppressed. And it's the seven things detestable to God. And these are the things that you should never do. And this is not the message we're going to talk about today, but I just figured this is a great time to pop it in there. And this is one of the reasons why God's patience will eventually come to an end. It will come to an end and the end will happen. These are the things that we should never have. Haughty eyes, uh, which is pride. A lying tongue. Hands that kill the innocent, which in my opinion are any, any child unborn or even born. A heart that plots evil. Feet that race to do wrong. A false witness who pours out lies and a person who sows discord in family. Those are the seven things that are detestable to God. And that's exactly what's happening all over our planet right now in massive amounts. So any thoughts, GJ? that was not the message, but I figured that would be something we can bring in here before we go to things that make you go. Well, if you go back to the title of this, it says, there will be a time when God's patient ends. That's true. However, God already laid it out, how his patient ends. So, I mean, it's the, the, the playbook he wrote, which happens to be a Bible. And a lot of people don't believe that the Bible's accurate, the Bible's, you know, real or, you know, whatever. And I actually heard a couple of things this weekend, which I, I wasn't surprised hearing it from the people that said it. The, what I know is the more I've gotten, got into the word, which is God's word, the Bible, the more I've, I have dove into it, the more discernment, the more I have understanding, the more it makes sense. And seeing certain things that happened, you know, 2000 plus years ago, I mean, I'm not even in the New Testament, in the New Testament. You know, it's, it's, you know, 2,000 or less years, and, you know, the Old Testament's over 2,000 years, and I'm just like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're following the same path of what you just said right now across the world. This isn't just, like, they're talking about the United States of America. They're talking, you know, th this is happening all across the world. Sin is heightened. You know, what matters uh, is... Not as you know, certain things don't matter as much once mattered. So I mean, we're taking our eye off the ball, so to speak, 
in so many ways. And then we're placing our eyes on other things that really don't matter in the whole scheme of things. And one of the things that we did say this weekend is, okay, yeah, we don't have any control of these things. And these things are happening around the world. The one thing we do know is when you start looking at living a life uh, in eternity, because we talked about some people that um, you know had passed away, and and I'm like, I just they didn't expect to die the day they died, and I'm like, were they ready? They didn't get up that morning saying, "Hey, I'm going to die today." They didn't get up thinking that, and even some of them we were talking about were were sick. Well, I don't think they got up saying, "Well, I'm going to pass away today." So that which was. I asked the question, I says, I pray that anybody that's going to pass today is going to be ready and they're going to go to heaven. Because you got two options. You go to heaven, you can go to hell. You go to heaven, you can go to hell. However you want to look at it. And when you look at God's patience, he's been very patient. He lays it out. He knew what was going to happen. It's happening right before our eyes. And so man's trying to justify but God, God lays it out. This is what's going to happen. And certain things have to happen in order for the next thing to have happen. And when you start jumping into the Bible, it lays it out very clear. And uh, that's all I got to say about that, Mr. Mr. Dan. Well, smartest man alive. Just want to throw it out there. Dan, <laughs> smartest man alive. Moving on. So <laughs> manufacturing plants. This oh, my is a- God. Seriously, another one? Another one, but it's not just happening in the United States. It's happening around the world. This one right here uh, is happening. Let's see. I got a, oh, that's just nasty. Yeah. Weird picture. North America experienced the 5,417 supply chain interruptions more than any other developed nation, followed by Europe, which saw 2,838, and Asia at 2,128. Manufacturing plants aren't accidentally getting destroyed in the United States. Destructive fires like those raging across in food factories across the United States have suspiciously become commonplace around the world. To me, there's this there's this goal of trying to set. Okay, let me just put it this way: because somebody's going to think this is a conspiracy theory, but you can see this happening right now. There are food plants and manufacturing plants that are shutting down. They're being burned. Something's happening to them, and it's not something that's happening by accident. Is what I'm trying to say. There is something at play here where somebody is setting up to have people rely on the government for the assistance that they need. That's the whole point here. The whole point is for the end times, there will be a one world government that's set up. We know this from the scripture, and this is all part of the process to try to get people to rely on what the government can provide. Because then if they can have the people rely on the government to provide it, then they can set into motion certain stipulations that you must do in order to be able to have what you need from the government. So a lot of people think I'm crazy for thinking that way. I've actually had people in my own family tell me that, not my wife, but because she's supportive. But there are other people in my own family that have actually said I'm nuts for thinking this and this is not actually happening. Open your eyes, people. Open your eyes. It's actually happening. I'll I'll tell you a story that happened, the story of Noah. So (laughs) they thought he was crazy. Here he is building a... A big boat in the middle of dry land. <coughs> yeah. Who was laughing the day that the tide started ra- rising from the rain? And people were literally trying to get into the boat, and it was too late. So a lot of people are going to say that, and a lot of people can't believe that these types of things would actually happen. And even my mom was explaining something. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Mom. My mom was explaining something, and I said, because she was saying, why would this happen or what? What? And, and my mom's on point, so I want to be very clear. And she, she's our greatest, greatest fan. She, she made a comment, and I said, I said to the, to the human awareness, it doesn't make sense. So we can't articulate it. If you look into the spiritual realm, which I can't see in the spiritual realm. I feel the spiritual realm at certain times, and I know you do too. And I think most people do. They just don't articulate it, what that is. And what I've learned is the closer I get to Jesus, the, the more that elevates. So I don't see, but I can feel. If we were could see in, we would see good and we would see evil. You would see 
God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and you would see Satan and his demons. And there is a war going on. We just can't see it. And when you start looking in that perspective, then some of these things start to make sense because they don't really make sense to the normal human being. And God lays that out. I mean, in the book of Daniel, you know, he gives Daniel a dream and and you know, it doesn't make sense to him. And and then here he is, prayed in the dream, you know, and he talks about it. And he couldn't articulate it to the way of what was happening in, in, in the world at that point. So this was to come. And we're seeing it happen right before our eyes. So whether you call it a conspiracy or what, these are facts. They're happening. They are signs. Does this mean that this is a sign of Jesus' return and the tribulation? No, but we continue to see everything converging on such a great level that it's hard to say nothing's happening when it is. And if you're not, if you're not sure, go buy, go to the grocery store, go pay your utilities, go buy gas. And some countries right now are now shut down because they can't get oil and gas. Our, our, we just got our true up bill for electric here in Northern California, and we're on solar, mostly solar, that our true up bill was 50% higher than it was the previous year. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is actually things that are, that are coming down and they're affecting your, your, uh, your wallet and your, or your pocketbook, whoever, whatever you've got. But what caught my eye was that one word mysterious in that previous article. And also this one, which you actually posted last week. Go ahead. Yeah. I, Several things came to mind, and and how I look at some of these articles, I'm like, okay, so we talk about this, and I'm I'm still stuck on this almost two years later. An asteroid goes by, they didn't see it, right? Oh, and then they have all these defense systems or alarm systems that will trigger if there's asteroids or any type of things out in space. Then we have all these telescopes, we have all these satellites, we have all these things that are out there. And you can't find or see certain things. Well, then all of a sudden, a mysterious rocket crash discovered on the moon. Who sent it? You know, so they're, you know, they're sort of finger pointing. They're, they're saying it's probably the Chinese, but, you know, th- there's no proof that that's the case. And it left two craters about 20 yards or 17, 18 meters, you know, in diameter. So it's like it crashed. And, you know, is it the remnant of a spaceship or whatever? <clears throat> so two things caught my eye. One is, how couldn't you find out or know about this beforehand? That's number one. Number two, which I believe they, they have that ability. And number two is they're also trying to put out there underlying things that can't be explained, which is mysterious because they want to bring in the aliens and the alien abductions. And that's where we're headed. This has nothing about aliens or anything about alien abduction. It's just another thing out there because when Jesus comes back and has the church go, which is the rapture, in an inkling of an eye, all these people are gone. They have to come up with a reason to explain it. And, you know, look at the movies. There's more movies about this right now. And I mean, they're, they're, they're basically laying the script out how it can be explained. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's conspiracy. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, that would never happen. Well, I never thought I'd be paying $5 a gallon gas. All right, but I am. $5 a gallon. Okay, hold on. <laughs> not trying to one-up you, but Whoa. Uh, I just put diesel in my truck, and I had to put 14 gallons in there, and I paid um, $14,000, $120 to put that in there. And then we, we actually filled up eight gas cans, five gallons each, of uh, 40 gallons and paid over $240 for it. So I'm just saying it's a, it's a lot of freaking money. That was a, that was a, that was a, uh, that was a lot. That was hurt. That hurt. When I did that, I went to the gas station. I'm throwing all this stuff up. I'm hurting for you, bro. Oh my gosh. But we have enough gas now to help fill our generators to keep us going for a while. So that's uh, I got stopped by somebody at the gas station. They said, Hey, do you got a generator? I'm like, you think? <laughs> no, I'm just filling up gas because, you know, I've got an RV and I want to travel and, you know, whatever. But um, no, we 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 paid a boatload. We paid over $350 in gas in the last couple of days just to fill that up. So 
I'm still reeling from it. Anyway. I share this. So I saw this joke. <laughs> this is a joke. All right. I spent forty dollars in gas. Why is everybody complaining about three hundred fifty or a hundred dollars? It's like I spent forty dollars for my for my lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to fill up my lawnmower. It only holds four gallons. No, um, it holds half a gallon. Half a gallon. Oh my gosh. Well, I did uh, happen to see this one as well. This was posted by Israel three sixty five. They've had some pretty good articles being posted recently. Palestinians celebrate the 4th of July by commemorating Arab alliance with Nazis. And I'm like, what? So in Ecclesiastes 12, 14, it says, Hashem, which is in the Israel Bible, for God, God will call every creature to account for everything unknown, be it good or bad, the sum of the matter, when all is said and done, revere Hashem and observe his commandments, for this applies to all mankind. But there was an Arab and Nazi alliance back during World War II. Wow. So that's that's a little known fact that people like to kind of yeah. put the rug. But it's on Sunday, Palestinian SAFA News published a special edition featuring a printable poster commemorating, I'm not going to try to say the name, who the crowned the icon of the Palestinian struggle, Husseini died on July 4th, 1974. So there you have it. There's um, There might be something to this whole Nazi thing that's been going on, especially with uh, what's happening up in Ukraine. And then there's this. And I, by the way, I have the last holographic video that I want to prep you for. I'm about to show it before we go to the message. Then there's this. Russia shuts down an organization helping Jewish people move and settle back in Israel. I'm just, you know, just confused by that. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 16 says, And there is hope for your future, declares Hashem. Your children shall return to their country. There is a time when Israel and all the Jewish people will get this tug to move back into Israel to reclaim their homeland. It's happening happening now. Yeah, it's been happening for decades. And there's actually land that you can, if you're not from uh, Jewish descent and can't prove that you're from Israel, then you're not allowed to do it. Because I actually talked to somebody that lives there, used to live in the United States, and then moved there and buying land up in the northern part of Israel. And they're selling these these plots of land up in the northern part of Israel with no homes on it yet. They're just selling the land in preparation for people coming back. So that's not something you're going to hear in the news, but you'll find out when you talk to people that live over there. But there's an organization in Russia trying to keep the Jewish people from moving back to their homeland, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yes. Like why? Yeah, exactly. It would be the opposite. You would. If you want to go, go. Yeah, we'll just come after you later. So here's something interesting. We're just going to play this. I'm sorry for those of you who are on Spotify or iTunes or our podcast that can't see this, but GJ is going to walk you through it. I'm going to play the video, 17 seconds. What it is, it's in Madison Square Garden, so the big arena in New York City, and it's completely full. And for those that can see it, you can see what's happening there. So they have this holographic that is like all these fish, dolphins, whales, and they're literally swimming above everybody's head. And it looks like they're in the sea above everybody's head. And it's just a holographic presentation. And it's it looks very real. And um, so why are we talking about this? What does this got to do? The power of technology. They can show and do anything. And at, one, at some point, and right now we know that anything, you know, you can go live with your phone. We, I mean, we're live right now. So if you can get access to our show, you know, on the Internet right now, it's live. So we, it can be, you know, broadcast across the world. So some things I believe that will be presented will appear to be real and it won't be real. And we've, you know, there's been people that have shown that where certain people speaking. And of course, on this show, we've shown, you know, different things where it looks like, you know, somebody moved maybe within 10 feet. And it looks like they're in a whole city <laughs> and, and right in the middle of a city. And all it is is green screen. So the technology <laughs> exists. It continues to elevate. And we know that it's going to be, I mean, this is like, oh, that's awesome. It's used for good. We also know anything that can be used for good can also be used for evil. Well, the one thing that really struck my eye on this oh, thanks video. Thanks for pointing out what I forgot to say. So, thanks. 
No, no, no. This is just a, this was a no. I'll just I'm I'm jumping off. <laughs> I saw when I saw this video was uh, it it brought to mind what the church struggles with today that they didn't really struggle with two thousand years ago. Now persecution was very real. There were Christians that were being killed, put into the arenas to die and fight for their life. There are people that put in prison for their faith, and that's happening all over the world now. Uh, and it's happening even more and more now in what you would consider free countries. But this video that we just showed of these whales and dolphins swimming above in Madison Garden that are only holographic, it kind of made me think, what's the current struggle that churches are facing even now? Well, there, if we look at the book of Revelation, the chapters two and three of Revelation, there, this is kind of where we start off uh, talking about the seven churches that this, these letters, this letter of Revelation was actually sent to. And there were letters that were sent from John through, through the words of Jesus to these letters, right? Jesus in the Bible is described as the Lord of the churches. A particular title is given to him to impress deeply upon our minds the sovereign authority and power. So the church composed of all believers in this age is described as the body of Jesus Christ, which he is the head. You can find that in Ephesians 1, verse 22 and 23, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, Colossians 2, 9 to 10. And he is the head of the church. He has the right to tell us what is wrong and what we should do about it. He also is the one who embodies the truth. It says in, in the New Testament, he is the, the way, the truth, and the light. He embodies the truth, not something that is fake like a hologram. And I'm keeping this up on the screen, so just kind of keep a, keep a visual of what fake looks like. And when the true Messiah, Jesus, comes onto the scene uh, and literally conquers over all of the evil forces of hell um, publicly for everybody to see, he is the truth, and that will not be holographic, but there's a lot of things that will try to deceive people and make it seem as if they should believe it because they saw it, but they can't even believe what they've seen. So there's this whole doubt that's set up, but Jesus embodies the truth, and Jesus is the head of the church. His headship is clearly depicted as he addresses each of the seven churches portrayed in Revelation. Now, what's the significance of the seven churches? To some, the number seven and we've talked about this here, especially you, GJ, indicates perfection or completed action. So the seven churches would therefore represent the total church throughout history. While we must remember that there were seven actual churches by these names existing in John's day, what the Lord says to these seven churches is what he would say to any of us living at any period of time. And many Bible teachers, by the way, have concluded that all of church history is being pictured between chapter one and chapter four of Revelation. They relate the churches to the outline which the writer John gave to us in Revelation one, verse 19. Revelation one, write the things which you have seen and the things which are, Revelations two and three, and the things which will take place after this, Revelations four through 22. So that outline would suggest that the seven churches, while a part of the events of John's day, include everything which characterizes the church age until the future events start unfolding, beginning with Revelation chapter 4. So that's just kind of a bigger picture overview of what we're talking about in Revelation. Some teachers have even placed these churches, some people have even placed these churches, why can't, what happened to my notes here? So, some people have, some teachers have even placed these churches within given historical time periods, such as Sardis representing the period of the Reformation. And while that's interesting, I can't really conclude that that's the case. But what it this all comes down to this. With those seven churches listed, this is kind of the overview. We'll get in more detail with these, these letters one by one over the coming weeks. But what troubles the church in those seven churches and how can it relate to us now? Well, let me just go through briefly the book of the, the Church of Ephesus. Church of Ephesus is all about neglected priorities. If there's anything that we can see in the Church of America today specifically, and I'm not going to speak for the rest of the world, but from what I've seen, is that a lot of churches have neglected their priorities. I will just say, this event that I went to on Saturday, on Friday night, seven to 8,000 people that came out for this, and there was not a call for salvation. In my opinion, that is a neglected priority. 
that is our role. That's what we're supposed to do is draw people to Jesus. But then when, it, when you actually get them there and in front of you, you then provide an opportunity for them to accept Christ then and there, not invite them back to church on Sunday and then present Christ. So that's just my own personal opinion. Don't, don't send me letters on that. Um, the Church of Smyrna is all about satanic opposition. GJ, we've been talking about this for years. This opposition that we're facing right now as a church is completely satanic. And it's more and more in your face, especially with concerts that have to do that, that depict hell. There are uh, Super Bowl halftime shows that are all about demonic forces. So that's Smyrna. The, the city of Pergamos, that letter, is all about religious compromise, compromising your faith in God. The city of Thyatira is all about immoral practices. If there's anything that we're seeing throughout the churches of America today, especially in those around the world, are immoral practices that are being celebrated. The Church of Sardis is all about spiritual apathy. It's just saying, oh, okay, well, I, I love God, know God, but it's all good. Nothing's really happening. The Church of Philadelphia is all about lost opportunities. Another thing that we could look at from this past Friday that I went to. And then Laodicea is all about material prosperity and how I can take our focus off of God himself. So this, if we take a look at the seven churches in a nutshell, is what's troubling the church. And all of that is encompassed in the deception that surely God's not going to come back. He hasn't come back in 2,000 years. Why would, he, why would he remotely come back now? Casting in doubt everything that we have ever been studying and reading in the book of the, the Bible itself, and especially the book of Revelation. The last thing I'll say about this before I get your thoughts, GJ, and we uh, give people an opportunity to accept Jesus, these troubles that we see out of the seven churches, they affect all Christians in all churches. It's not only when these matters specifically begin to influence us, but also when a given period of time is generally characterized by these problems. So you have these seven churches back in Revelation that are experiencing these seven specific things. If you just cast that forward 2,000 years to where we are right now, we are definitely seeing spiritual apathy. We are definitely seeing lost opportunities. We are definitely seeing religious compromise, immoral practices, neglected priorities, how material prosperity and possessions are taking our focus off of God, and we're most certainly seeing satanic opposition. The question is, is how do we combat this? How do we combat this? Well, we, we, can, we have to continue to pray that God keeps all of us, all, as his church, on the right track with him, and that we continue to focus people towards the cross of Jesus, which was the epitome of the sacrifice that he made for us so that we could have a relationship with him. GJ, your thoughts on what I'm sharing, maybe what Papa Reynolds has to say from his work from the Bible. Anything well, else you well, want to say? Lead people to Jesus. I don't know if you can see all the red writing. <laughs> he was busy. <laughs> and one of his notes, he, which is Jesus, was knocking on the door of the church. So this is Revelation 3. And then verse 19 and the King James Version, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Then my dad wrote, in parentheses, the second door, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I don't know what's going on, but what I do know, knock and he will answer. That's Jesus. So exactly what Dan said, you know, how do you get right with Jesus? How do you know you can spend eternity? And I've had this conversation with several pastors, and I'm like, the only thing that matters right now is are you leading people to the gospel, the gospel of Jesus? And and they're doing a magnificent job. They're doing that. And I've, I've sat in church a lot of times where it was a great message. However, they, like you said, it was a missed opportunity. Right now, time is short. We don't know how short. But here's what I know. There's somebody going to die today that didn't plan on dying. So they may they don't even have to worry about the rapture or anything that you know lays out in Revelation. You know, that doesn't matter. So are you ready right now? And you say, hey, I got time. And I, and I see people, even in my own family members, that, that they, they're missing the boat and they don't see it. And that's part of the deception. You know, I got time or that does, that's not real or that doesn't matter. What matters is where are you going to spend eternity? Because we're all going to die at some point, and then those that don't die are going to go in the rapture. 
And that's not going to be, I mean, right now there's almost 8 billion people on this earth, and I'd say the majority of them don't go. I don't know what that number is. What I know is a lot of people won't go, and you have that opportunity. So why take that chance? Why roll the dice and find out, oh, my gosh, I'm bound down before Jesus, and I had that opportunity. He was not, you know, all we had to do is knock, and, and he'll let you in. And are you going to go spin it in hell, or are you going to go spin it in, in heaven? And so what do, you, what do you do? For those of you that know what we're talking about, you know, you can recommit. I challenge everybody, recommit right now. And then those that don't know Jesus, it, you know, a lot of people are afraid, it's going to change my life. Yes, it will change your life. However, there's there's joy, there's peace in a, in a, amongst all the craziness. I had a friend of mine call me today. He's like, hey, how do you see the world? And he's like, here's what I'm saying. I'm like, I see it the same way. He goes, well, you seem so calm. And I said, because I know how this plays out. Yeah, it sucks that I got to go spend $5 in gas. Yeah, it's, it sucks that we got to deal with some of this stuff. Yeah, it sucks that we got to worry about in times uh, Chad being taken off of this, this platform because we're talking about truth. And, and you don't have to take anything we say for granted. Go do the homework. Go look at all those articles and go get in the Bible. And I see so many people say, well, the Bible says or the Bible does this. And they've never read the Bible. And up until a few years ago, I never read the Bible cover to cover. Now I do that every year now. I'm making that, you know, I go through the Bible year and I do other devotionals as well. So back to you. What can you do? You can repent, as it says right here in Revelation chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. You can repent. You can ask for forgiveness, which is asking for forgiveness, acknowledging that Jesus is Lord and asking him to come into your heart, making a new heart, and then turn away from your sin. We're surrounded by sin. We have sinful thoughts. There's sin everywhere. However, we have the ability to turn away. Doesn't mean we won't be exposed to it. We can turn away from it. And with Jesus, it makes it a lot easier to do it. It's still sometimes a struggle. And if you're struggling with financial challenges or you're dealing with trouble or, you know, health issues or whatever, I don't know what's going to happen there. But what I do know is that Jesus will walk with you. And ultimately, you can spend eternity, which is beyond anything we can imagine, take all the best of the earth, and heaven is much greater. That's how I look at it. So what's the worst case? I'm wrong. I still live a good life. I live a peaceful life, and I live for Jesus. So I'm like, why, why take that gamble? So if you're at that point, we challenge you to accept Jesus or recommit to Jesus. We'll, we'll do a prayer right here. So, dear Lord, we thank you for covering us. We thank you for protecting us. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to talk about you across the world right now. For anybody that's watching or listening right now, all you have to do is that I acknowledge Jesus is Lord. I ask for forgiveness for all my sins, anything that I've done, anything that is wrong or has turned myself away from you. So I ask for forgiveness. I acknowledge that you are the Lord God Almighty and the creator of everything. And we ask for continued guidance in everything that we do. And we ask for covering and protection and to turn away from any sin that we're experiencing right now. Cover us, make us anew. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's that simple. It is that simple. It's complicated. Ask Lord to come, ask Jesus to come in your heart, acknowledge your sin, turn away from it, and come into your heart and start walking down a different path. And that path is better with Jesus than without. Because believe me, I spent a great deal of my life walking on my own, away from Jesus. Well, we want to thank a couple of viewers that have been hanging out with us. Uh, Danya Barrows. Danya, you're a great friend and we're a great supporter. And also from India, we got Makala Prakash. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise the Lord from India. Uh, God bless you guys in India. There's been many of you reaching out to me over uh, Facebook Messenger. I want to say that I appreciate you, your prayers and your time. And um, 
And there's also, there's one, her name is Rose from the Philippines. So she, um, she actually had a birthday recently. And when I told her, I'd say, I shout it out. Say, happy birthday to you, Rose. Happy birthday. Hopefully you're following. So we, uh, again, we just want to encourage everyone, continue to pray, get on your knees every single day or, and spend that time in prayer every single day, communicate with your, with, with the father and ask him what you can do and, and open up opportunities for you to share Jesus with others, because the time is short. It's the shortest it's ever been and the shortest it will get shorter tomorrow. Why? Because time marches on. And there is an end, but we believe that God's going to be with you, give you strength and give you encouragement and give you the voice that you need to be able to share Jesus with as many as possible so that they can accept him. God bless you guys. We will see you next week. Sometime next week. I'm going on a little vacation, so we're going to work it out. It won't be, but we're going to do our best. (laughs) I'll see you somewhere in the the land of uh, the United Kingdom. And JJ will be right there in Nebraska without hail, storms and tornadoes. God bless everybody. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.